Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to rock! Rock. 
And uh, I'm going to introduce the world to Fabulous This Monday. If you haven't uh, heard about her, learned about her, or uh, rocked out to her, tonight is your special time to do that. So without further ado, let's start the show, pay tribute, raise your horns, get your pull, drink a shot, and lower your head for a second, and here we go. Pantera, revolution is my name. Rest in peace, Don. Thank you. 
I wasn't born behind the wall to keep me in Don't need no holy book to tell me good from sin Ain't got a problem with my neighbor or his wife I took the open road to get me through this life Around with drugs or drink a lot Don't chase no skirt around the rainbow parking lot I keep my weapons safe and loaded by my bed This is the way I live and I have no regrets And I mind my own business I'm just telling you this so you know
Tundra Rock, Spay Ragnar here. There you go. That was our mandatory motorhead of the week with Jailbait, which actually I just saw a video the other day, and it made me play that tune. Um, uh, somebody had shared it out on Facebook, uh, which always gives me some tips on stuff to play. Uh, classic video from 1985 with uh, Lemmy joining Wendy Williams on stage doing that song. So had to play a little classic motorhead Jailbait for you. Uh, before that, Red Dragon Cartel, Mr. Jake E. Lee with Deceived. And a uh, word came out the other day. It was funny. I think I interviewed somebody the other day. It might have been Wendy. I, I forget. I did so many interviews this week. But um, somebody had said that they had just recently uh, were in the studio while Jake was doing, working on his second album. And it came out the other day that, yep, he is working on his second album. So that was a Red Dragon Cartel from the first album. That tune's called Deceive. Uh, before that, Light Tramp. I love that tune. Trusting Yourself. Such a great friggin' song. He's got a new album coming out. February, so uh, be prepared for that one. Before that, the band from Sweden, Sister, I love that tune, Unbeliever. Before that, our good friend Phil Campbell and the Bass of Sons with Spiders, and we kicked off the show with Pantera Revolution is my name. All right, here we go. Next block of music, good friend of the show, Mr. Chuck Garrick, Bisto Blanco, and here we go. Let's grind.
Driven Radio rocks now and then.
Queen Radio Rocks. There we go. Now and then segment with Queen's Right. Uh, brand new. This released a video for that new single uh, the other day, Hellfire, from their last album. But I had to go back in time, the classic Queen's Right, to the very beginning. I heard this tune the other day, and it's just so freaking good. I think I was like 14 at the time when it came out, 15 years old. And I remember I saw them that tour open for Kiss, and it just brought back so many memories. But that was Take Hold of the Plane. Uh, before that, Rat. <laughs> I, I thought this was fitting. I played Lack of Communication from Rat because, hey, uh, there's so much stuff going on in the world of Rat right now between uh, uh, Stephen Warren and Juan uh, against Mr. Bobby Blotzer, uh, two rats, lawyers, uh, judges, and just insanity. So uh, there's a lot of lack of communication going on in the world of Rat. Uh, before that, requested for one of our listeners, Mr. David Lee Roth, Living in Paradise. Before that, another request from our, our number one fan, Miss Kiyoko. And uh, let's see, yeah, Kiyoko. She requested GMT featuring the one and only Mr. Bernie Torme, good friend of the show at Rocky Road from Dublin. She's like teaching me uh, more music about uh, Mr. Bernie Torme. I, I want to get like his whole catalog and just sit and listen to it. I, I really need to be able to do that. So little by little, she's helping me do that. So thank you, Kyoko. You friggin' rock. But I don't have to tell you because you already know that. Uh, before that, we kick off that block of music with Bisto Blanco and Grind. So let's go. Let's keep the puck going. Third block of music. Time for the heavy hitter of the week. Sepultura, brand new. I am the enemy.
welcome back to Germany Rocks. There you go. Another request from Metal Mike, Black Label Society, Concrete Jungle. Before that, new from our friends in Metal Church, Needle and the Suture, which was off their last album. They just put a video out for that the other day. Uh, before that, Kill Switch Engage would Cut Me Loose. Before that, our friends in Shallow Side with Renegade, that uh, killer cover of the Sticks classic. Uh, I love that too. I love the original, and I love the cover. So, Either way, you're winning. Uh, before that, Lamb of God with the Duke, you know, the great song. And we kicked off that block of music with Sepultura, who was our heavy head of the week, and I am the enemy. All right, stay tuned. Give me three minutes. I'm going to pay the bill, keep the lights on, keep the music playing. And on the flip side, I'm coming back, cover song of the week. We're paying tribute to the one and only Razzle from Hanoi Rocks. Don't go away. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally German Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. 
Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, welcome back to Germany Rocks. Bay Ragney here. There you go. Three minutes. I told you it wasn't that long. And here we go. The late, great Razzle. We uh, celebrated the, the tragic anniversary of the passing of Razzle, as well as uh, Dimebag Darrell and John Lennon the other day on December 8th. And got a page tribute to Razzle. Here we go. Cover song of the week from their last album, Two Steps from the Moon, of the classic lineup, I should say. Um, here's Up Around the Bend, the CCR classic. Come on the rising wind 
Taking it too long And now we are the ones Who 
life that's full and every
for me, even personally, it's like, who cares now? Like, I don't know. I think this needs to get Sebastian in and suck it up and just do it. Just do it. It's, the stuff with Sebastian was just too good to pass up. Uh, anyway, before that, we pay tribute to the one and only Razzle, uh, former drummer of Hanoi Rocks, who was tragically killed uh, in a truck driving accident with Vince Neal um, up around the bend from the Two Steps from the Move album. So let's, uh, let's move on to our next block of music. It's our featured female artist of the week, Lacuna Coil, Christina Scabella. Naughty Christmas. Here you go.
now's the time Forget the pain and the cost Of all that was lost in translation And the flame still burns It's there in my soul forever From a glimmer back then, it lights up again in my life. Now I, I want my thoughts to be heard, the unspoken words of my sorrow today. As the light starts to shine.
episodes of Radio Rocks. There you go. Request it. We had some more requests. Buckethead with Seize Engine. Uh, before that, some T-Rex with Mambo's Son, which um, made me even think, like, playing some classic T-Rex. I used to listen to T-Rex so much years ago. And uh, I was like, I should add another segment of just, like, some really classic error stuff. Uh, you know, it's something to toss around or just mix it in with the playlist. You never know. Before that, we did the latest single from Foreigner, uh, which we debuted last week, The Flame Still Burns. Before that, Miss Rachel Lorin and I Hate You. What a phenomenal freaking tune. Make sure you check her out. And before that, we did Taylor Hawkins. I love this too. So 70-ish, um, especially the video, but really good stuff. Ranger over Bitch. And we kicked off that block of music with Lacuna Coil and Naughty Christmas. And it's time for our featured artist of the week. She's known as the fabulous Miss Wendy. Wendy, not Wendy, Wendy, um, and she is, she, this girl just freaking kicks ass, she knows how to rock, she knows how to roll, she knows how to wail on a freaking guitar, she knows how to do it all, so Neil down at the altar of the fabulous Miss Wendy, check her out as we have a nice conversation, and then we're going to rock out to some Miss Wendy, uh, some new stuff from her latest album, so here we go. Hello. Yes, hi. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to figure out my phone here. I had you on speaker. I was like, how did I turn it off speaker? (laughs) Uh, uh, So, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Like, I I knew nothing about you until, like, a week ago. You start following me on Twitter, and I, I see, like, all this color stuff, and I'm like, okay, what's this? And uh, I see yeah. the cover of your new album. I'm like, all right, I get a follow. And then next thing I know, we're talking on Facebook, and here we are today. But Yay. I found that a whole, you got like a whole thing going on. I found out a whole yep. lot of stuff about you that shocked the shit out of me. Oh, thank you. Like what? Well, first off, uh, like you you were influenced like by punk rock, but you became like a virtuoso. Yeah. Like you were influenced by the Misfits, yeah. the Dead Kennedys. Like they were furthest from virtuosos, and, and then you go yeah. and become like Miss MIT over there. <laughs> yes, thank you. I did go to MIT. It's funny. Um, I did ten years of private guitar lessons, and then I went to Musicians Institute, knowing how to play guitar. So. Uh, a lot of people thought I went to Musicians Institute for guitar, but actually I didn't. I went to Musicians Institute for the vocal program because I already knew how to play oh. guitar. <laughs> oh, no um, kidding. Okay. Thank you. And also, like, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, I, there's kind of a stereotype, I think, um, and a lot of it is true, but a lot of the music out there that, like, you know, that people, like, are really good players – is kind of cheesy, a lot of it. And I really, and I don't believe that music has to be cheesy to have, like, good playing. So that's one of, like, right. that's one of my missions in life. And one of my goals is just to, you know, to prove that you can actually, like, play guitar, but you can have, you can make music that people want to listen to, too, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just got to be something that, like, sticks in somebody's head. and, and I makes agree. Them wanna... Yeah, it makes them, you know, want to keep listening to that song over and over. It doesn't have Thank to be this you. whole big. It doesn't have to be this, be this whole big giant like intricate thing. You know what I mean? No. It doesn't need to be uh, 
Hotel California or Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> exactly. And I usually don't I usually don't solo that much on my records. I mean I solo a lot live, but that's a live show. You know, that's a whole different form. But on the records I give it what the song needs. And it's funny, Slash, who I've toured with, he says like whenever somebody goes, Oh, you're such a great guitar player, he goes, You know what? If it weren't for the songs, nobody would even care. Nobody would care. Right. It's all about the songs. It really, truly is at the end of the day. And, yeah, I can play guitar. I can do guitar solos behind my head, and I do it every night, and I love it. But if it weren't for the songs, it's like that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because I came across a video of, of you from, I think it was 09 at uh, NAM. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you're sitting there and you're just wailing away. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> it's funny, I get that a lot. <laughs> so that's pretty wild. So, and another oh, thing was, you. you were actually picked to be uh, on Nickelodeon in a female rock band or something. Yeah, that was like when I was a teenager, like right when I first first started. And um, yeah, it was in it was a TV show that was in development for Nickelodeon, and uh, it didn't hit the air, but it was like kind of my first like taste of like the music industry and all that. <laughs> now, if you would have decided to go that route, do you think you would have ended up like a uh, like one of the Demi's or whatever you want to call them, the Lovato, what is it, Demi Lovato or the other one? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, it's all about. You know, it's all about the. Uh, it does. I don't really think there's a correct route, to be honest. You know, I, my band, uh, I counted, and from the beginning of the year to the end of this year, we will have played 150 shows, and that's what matters. <laughs> like the more shows you play, and the more you know, and like more records you put out, that's what it really is. You know, and it's a, and it's going really, really, really well for us. So it's. You know, who knows which way is the right way or the wrong way. There's just, it's the way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I do you I know, do love being an artist. I feel like I am an artist, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could play guitar for are. somebody, you know what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> but it's like, you That's know, I art. can play guitar, I can write songs. Yeah, but I feel like from the bottom of my heart, like, I am an artist. I know, like, a lot of people, like, they, they're in a band and they go on after the band to do their own solo project, like, you know, because, oh, it's time now. This is the next step. I'm going to do a solo project. And it's like, it's not it's not who they are. Right. You know, and I started by playing guitar for uh, Green Jello on tour. And we toured with um, Nashville P. Expletive and Psycho Stick. And I lived on their tour bus for a year. And I just, I loved it. I never stopped touring since. Wait. So you played? You played with Green Jell? What was, was that? Yeah, the, the, for like Wolf a year. Song, right? Yeah, Little Pig, Little Pig. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, played all funny. over the United States. Thank you. Yeah, if you Google search Green Jello, the fabulous Miss Wendy, you'll see a lot of videos of me playing for them. Oh, that's funny. Yay! Yeah, how did you come you. up with the name, the fabulous Miss Wendy? I was at Musicians Institute, and I was getting up to sing in one of my classes, and the teacher was like, the fabulous Miss Wendy, ladies and gentlemen. And I was like, 
oh, that's so cool. I love that. I'm going to call myself that. And he was like, right on. And then the next person came up to sing, and he was like, the fabulous Miss Veronica. So it's just what he said, but it just stuck. Right. I just thought it was, like, so cool, you know. And so many band names are all – they're all trying to, like um, – you know, they're trying to be like the out like hardcore each other, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, death, trap, rock, you know, knife, destroy, sadness, you know what I mean? It's like all these like names and I was just like, you know, I I wanna be something that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no like you're saying about like people going solo and all. I mean, you're basically your own you're like you're like a solo act kind of yeah yeah i am yeah i am a solo artist and yeah i mean i i did it because that's who i am it's not like a vanity project or anything like that you know what i mean it's like i really like and it's funny because ever since i was like 14 years old my guitar teacher told me he's like you know you're you're great you're an artist and i didn't even i honestly had no idea what that meant I went to musicians institute and i didn't understand the difference between a band and an artist until I actually went to school for it, and it was like, oh, yeah, I kind of lived under a rock for a lot of my life, you know, I didn't, you know, in high school, I just kind of played guitar in my room all day, so I I wasn't really, like, exposed to a lot of stuff, so I was very, very, like, kind of innocent, like, not knowing, you know, like, coming out of school. <laughs> was was there any, uh, was there, like, any one guitar player that really made you want to pick up a guitar? Um, you know, Slash is great, of course, and Jeff Beck. I love the way Jeff Beck plays. You know, he plays, like, fast, and he plays, like, well, and he plays with – it's a lot of fun, the way he plays. I saw him play in uh, uh, Detroit, and he was fantastic. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix, too, just, like, the way that the guitar is just kind of like an extension of his body, you know. He just, like right. – he just threw that thing around like it's, just, like, you know, just like, ah, just throwing it. <laughs> 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 so now, going back to too, like uh, touring and stuff like that like you mentioned you guys played like uh, 150 dates this year and it's funny because I was scrolling right. through on your website which is which mm-hmm. I love when bands do this or artists um, they'll put like their past tour dates up and I'm going through and I'm like <laughs> thank oh my God, you like, I, I was actually hosting every baby. night <laughs> what's that thank you that's actually host baby that's the format <laughs> That they oh, okay, have it cool. just shows all the past dates. So <laughs> that's good. Well, that's, I mean, it's cool because I was able to scroll through. But I mean, like for this year alone, like you were saying, all these dates, and I'm saying to myself, like it's literally almost every night they're playing. Like it's yes. very rare that you guys take a night off. Yes, and that's the way I like it. You know, I really do. I just I want to play all the freaking time. It's just there's something like so addicting about it, and it just feels I feel so like at home on the stage it's like i feel more comfortable there than anywhere else like in my entire life or on the stage in the studio just anywhere where i'm around music playing my guitar it's really like the only thing i've ever stuck with in my life that's how i know it's meant to be (laughs) (laughs) i have i just i love it so much well it's not like too like you're just staying like west coast where you're from i mean you're you're like traveling all around the country like you're up and down yeah everywhere I've been everywhere in the whole entire country, pretty much. I think so. Cause I can, now I'm, like, starting to, like, recognize, like, rest stops. Oh, I've been here before. I've been here a bunch of times. Oh, I remember there's this thing over here. And <laughs> oh, Yeah, I've been 
all over the country. If I go to the airport, I look at all the uh, all the domestic flights, and it's like I could just look down the list of all the cities, and I've been to pretty much every single one of them. <laughs> now, you know what city you haven't been to? Uh-oh, which one? The one I'm at, Philadelphia. Where are you at? Philadelphia? I'm in Philly. Yeah. Oh, uh, we played. I think we did play in Philly. I, if it wasn't, you know what? No, we we drove through Philly and we Sellers. stayed there. You played. Yeah, we Sellers, I played. Though. Yeah, I played the Sellersville Theater twice. I opened up for UFO there. That's kind of by Philadelphia, sort of. <laughs> I was in sure, the, um, yeah. I mean, the Philadelphia. Like Forty-five minutes out. Mm-hmm. I was in the Philadelphia yeah. Jewish newspaper. They did a story on me. Really. Yeah, the Philly. I forget what the name of it is, but if you you could look it up, I, I did a. They did a story on me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna have to totally try to find cool. that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I opened up for UFO at um, the Sellersville Theater, which I absolutely love. There's just something so cool and so magical about that particular venue. It really, really, really is a great venue. I mean, not just like the way. Like it looks, you know, it looks great. You know, they really they take care of the artist. They have, you know, like all kinds of like facilities and everything, and they really make sure that you, you know, you have a good time. It's like, I mean, they are just they're great, and they're like backstage. It's all covered in newspaper on the walls, <laughs> or like pictures really? all over the walls, like a collage. Yeah, the whole backstage is like a collage. So they just sit there and like stare at all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's wild, oh, yeah. too, how you can remember that. Like, it, it just impresses me when you talk to an artist and they can remember, like like I said, Sellersville, and you were just, like, open for UFO, and I remember this and this and this. That impresses the <laughs> hell out of Thank you. Because it, we don't usually get to see that much of the cities. Like, we get to see, like, the the van or the tour bus or the hotel room and the venues and the road. So we remember, like, really random stuff, like, oh, yeah, that was the gas station where the one punker was talking to the farmer in the overalls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, it, and here, here's something cool that you yeah, you played, too, this past year that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, evil well, can evil date. Yes, we did. It was awesome. It was so cool. Like, everybody there is great. I love Butte. It is so cool. And, yeah, it was like there were a lot of people at the festival. I think when we started playing, I'm going to guess there was about two or 3,000 people there. And then when we stopped playing at the end of the set, it, the street was packed. There had to be at least six or 7,000 people there at that point. They just kind of filtered in while we were playing. But Evil Knievel Days uh, is rad. <laughs> I've been wanting to go to yeah. that for years. You should. It's really cool. They had this, like, swimming pool it was kind of thing that was, like, hollowed out. And this uh, guy was on a motorcycle going around it. And people um, would hold out, like, their dollar bills. And he'd come around and grab the dollar bills out of people's hands. And then if <laughs> somebody left, put out a $20 bill, then he would throw an Evil Knievel shirt to him. All oh, no while kidding. riding the motorcycle in a circle is crazy. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. That um, yeah, the whole everybody there is just great. And yeah, we played. We also played in a uh in Butte on um uh, St. Patrick's Day, and they have like one of the highest Irish populations, like in the country. Fun fact. Oh, so that was a party. 
Oh, it was crazy. Like, it was awesome. Like, we, I think we showed up there, like, noon, like, to get ready for the show, and people were already, like, doing, like, the human chain, like, stumbling down the street <laughs> at, like, noon. It, and it was, like, just stuffed with people, like, <laughs> it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really something else. And we went and we had... The, we heard, there was a Chinese food uh, restaurant that was right next to the uh, um, uh, right next to the venue that we were playing at, and like Butte is kind of like an older town, like as far as like the architecture goes. Like it looks like it was made in like the 1800s or something, and a lot of the buildings okay. are still like from around that time. They got like you know like a lot of like coal like uh, heaters stuff, or not coal, but like you know firewood heaters stuff like that. But anyways, and it used to be a mining town, so they had this brothel there. <laughs> and I guess, like, the miners used to, like, go to this brothel, and this brothel was now a Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> so we went, <laughs> and then we were like, well, we got to check this out. So we went to eat Chinese food at this place that used to be a brothel. And, like, the way that the uh, the tables were laid out, they were each in their own little individual booth. And each booth just had a little curtain. Like, it was, like, open to the top. It was kind of like cubicles with, like, a curtain that you could totally see through if you really wanted to. I was just like, wow, this is how the, it happened back in the day, huh? They, used to be, they must have been really busy here. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. Yeah, it was that like 20, wild. like, yeah, like, it, like ten on e- two rows, ten on each side. It looked like... Yeah, it, it just looked like an office cubicle, each with just nothing but a curtain. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you if you go to Butte, then there's a, the Chinese food place. It used to be a brothel. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm sure everybody knows Yay. it. Say, hey, where, where's that Chinese food place? And they'll be like, oh, you mean the brothel? Yeah, it's probably the only Chinese food place in Butte. it probably is but they're great there i love them i love them so much they're sweet and they play my stuff on the radio too they're um they've been playing tracks off of my newest record thank you i just put out my third studio record it's called life liberty in the pursuit of fabulous i'm very excited about it thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) yes and that just came out in august right yeah, it just came out like just a few months back, and it's been going awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just been flying off the shelves. It's been going really, really good. Oh, that's awesome. Now, did, you didn't you. do no video for, or nothing off of this album yet, did you? Because I saw you got like no, a bunch of videos. No, I haven't done any thing. video. Yeah, I've done like What's a bunch of music videos. You know, I just put out the record and then went straight on tour. So it was like my whole brain was just like tour, tour, tour. Because tour is like... It's a lot of brain work. Like it's really like it takes up a lot of your thought while you're on tour. It's like I always have like these highfalutin ideas. Like I'm gonna get all this stuff done that doesn't have to do with tour on tour, and it's like <laughs> not as much. And it doesn't happen. Does you it? have to focus. Not not too much. I mean, sometimes a little bit, but really, it's like uh, you know, tour. I just I really like to focus and keep my head in the game. You know what I mean? Like I want to sure. give my best. I want the audience to get my best, you know what I mean? And it takes me, it, to get ready for a show, it really does take me like a couple hours at least like to to really like do it right. And that's what I do every night because I care about what I do. So I really, I really, you know, I take the time, I do the stretches, I get the, 
you know, I get dressed, I put on my makeup, I do the whole, you know, I get the merch table ready, got to load the gear, get all set up on stage, like, and really, you know, warm up my voice, get all my equipment together. Like, it takes, it takes, like, at least three hours. Like, it's like, you think you just, like, wander into the club, and it's just like, oh, all set up. But even if everything were all set up, which sometimes, you know, I've been in situations where you know, we have roadies and everything, and they all they set everything up. But still, it takes me like an hour. No, it takes me like two hours, really, to get ready for a good show properly. Because I really, I don't know. I just like to give it my all. I really, I do. Ever since I was at Musicians Institute, you know, it was like a lot of people would like get up on stage and like they'd read the lyrics off of a lyric sheet. And I was just like, why don't they memorize the lyrics? We're on stage, you know what I mean? Like, I would not only memorize the lyrics, but I would take <clears throat> at least an hour each song that I would rehearse to get on stage, you know what I mean? One hour per song, wow. at least, just by myself in the vocal booth, you know, marking the sheet and, you know, like thinking about what I'm going to do on stage and what I'm going to do this here, I'm going to do that there, I'm going to pace it, you know, I'm going to, you know, emphasize this word, I'm going to do something different here. Like, I really would sit there and think about everything because, I don't know, I just, I love it so, so, so much. It just, it makes me really happy. It gives me, like, this feeling like I'm flying inside and it's, like, addicting. (laughs) It's literally like a total high. It it very much is, you know. It's just, it's amazing, like, how much mood can, or I'm sorry, mood, music can really influence, like, your mood and your thoughts, and, like, it's just, like, it's so, so powerful. Like, I think when I first started songwriting, like, I didn't understand, like, the power of, like, putting, like, you know, words to music, but it's, like, you got to kind of, so I just kind of write about anything, but now I'm just, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I got to, I got to write about stuff that matters, you know what I mean, because this is forever, this is forever. That's why they call it a record. It is a record in time forever. And it's, you know, it's something that people really, really need to take seriously if you're going to be an artist. Like, that is in time forever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I I just love it. It's so, so, so much fun. Um, my my newest record, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fabulous, it's all about just, like, having fun, achieving the American dream, love, just being fun, being silly, and it's really cool. But the uh, the artwork is really, really interesting on it. It's The front is me, <clears throat> naked, wrapped in an American flag, holding my guitar like a baby, and that's symbolic of, you know, like the hope and the American dream and just like, you know, somebody kind of coming across the border, they probably have their baby in their hands, you know, and they don't, they don't know what they're in for, but they just, they're just looking for a better life. And then the back, <laughs> and then I the back of the say, record. I thought that you were to say the, the, the American dream is you naked under the flag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on whose American dream you're talking about. There you go. <laughs> Maybe some people. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and then on the back is um, me, like, I'm on the ground, and I'm, like, like I'm crawling towards my guitar, okay. and, like, you know, and I'm, like, I'm holding the American flag on me, and that's, you know, symbolic of, you know, the fact that the American dream is there for the taking, but you actually have to, like, take it. You actually have to, like, get up off of your couch and do something, you know what I mean? And that's, like, it, some people could call it a struggle, but I don't know. I just call it a challenge. And then, um, and then the... On the inside of the CD uh, is me. This is on the CD itself, naked, uh, 
completely buck naked from the back holding the flag on my side and just my butt and my whole back and all that. And that's symbolic of achieving the American dream. So it's like the hope of it, the accomplishing it, and then achieving it. So it really is like a whole, it's a whole thing. There's a lot of symbology in the record and I'm really, really happy for it. I'm so, so happy about it. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you. I released it on my own label as well. Oh, even cool. So this is was this the first time you've done that? Uh, no, I've done that before. I mean, I didn't know I was releasing it on my own label. Like, I didn't at first. I didn't call my label anything, but now I actually like have a DBA and the label and all that kind of stuff. But this is the uh, second uh, record that I've released myself on a CD baby, and I have another record that was produced by Kim Fowley that is on a label called Not Dead Yet Records. So those are my three records. <laughs> yeah, which, how did you end up, it's funny because when I was going through like your old videos and it was uh, the one song Jailbait, I, I was saying to myself, this would be like something Kim Fowley would come up with. Then I go through and I'm reading the stuff <laughs> on your website. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he Kim Fowley actually, um, I did co-write like, uh, two songs with him on uh, my on the record, or two or two, maybe I think it was three songs on the record. Uh, no one can stop me, which is the record that I made with him. Uh, but and I did some co-writes with him, but I I write all my own material. I don't I don't really have any other writers. I mean, sometimes I'll have like a co-writer too, but for the most part, I write I write I mean I write everything. But right. <laughs> I very no, what was it like working with him? The co-writes. Oh, it was great. You know, he was actually the biggest mentor of my career. Um, and before he passed away, he gave me 30 pages of lyrics that he wants me to put music to. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah, I've been so busy with tour, but I have these lyrics. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to make a record with it, you know, which is kind of cool because, you know, he's not around anymore. So the fact that he could right. not even be around anymore and he can still make a record <laughs> proves yeah, yeah, how legendary totally. you are. And he is very legendary. Um, I met him, you know, I saw the movie The Mayor of Sunset Strip with Ronnie Biggenheimer. Okay. About, he's the uh, guy that, I think he started K-Rock in Los Angeles, which is probably the biggest rock station now. Um, and uh, and Kim Fowley was in that movie a lot with uh, Ronnie Biggenheimer. So I was at South by Southwest just walking around, and um, I saw... Uh, and I saw Kim Fowley walking around, and he walked right up to me, and he was like, what's your name? What do you do? I want to know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I'm the fabulous Miss Wendy. You know, Here's my record. Blah, blah. And that was the record, uh, my self-titled record, which was produced by the bass player Devo, and that one had jailbait on it, and I gave him that record. And I wrote my phone number on the record, and then like a couple weeks later, he called me up, and he was like, this is your destiny calling. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> and he, yeah, he had a, um, he was on Sirius Satellite Radio. He had a weekly show, and the producer of his show said that he could play two new bands from South by Southwest, um, uh, one song from each band, and he, he said, I received hundreds of CDs, and you know, me and my assistant listened to them all, and he said. Your CD is incredible," he said. "I will play any song that you want off of the record on my radio show," 
And that was the first time I ever got played on the radio. And that record was so new that I actually, I didn't even have it when I flew out to go to South by Southwest. I had to get it mail. I had to get it rushed, the CDs, to my hotel a couple days later <laughs> while I was at the convention. Wow. And then, like, a couple days later, I handed it to Kim Fowley, and he played it on the radio. And, um, yeah, so he got hundreds of CDs, and he picked two out of hundreds, and I was one of those CDs that he picked. So oh, That's freaking awesome. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Yeah, Kim and I worked a lot together. He At first, he um, hired me as a studio musician, and, and uh, I acted in a couple of his movies. He was making movies. It was just kind of like really fun, silly stuff. It was just me standing on camera, saying funny stuff, being myself, whatever. And then um, – and then after that, like, we uh, – I also, like, you know, uh, did some typing for him because he can't, like uh, – he can't type – or he couldn't type and he couldn't drive. So whenever he worked, he would always, like, have somebody come over and help him work. So I used to make extra money by going over there and, you know, he would, like, dictate and I would, like, type his emails for him and listen to him talk on the phone. And, and I just learned, like, how to, you know, work in the music industry by watching him. Yeah, because like he would, yeah, he'd be on the phone with like Rolling Stone, Germany or whatever, you know what I mean? Like just organizing stuff. And I watched how he did it. And I was like, okay, this is like, just like running a regular business. Like, you know what I mean? This is kind of like, literally, hmm? that's like sitting in like music, uh, music business class with uh, one of the greats. Yeah, it was really, really, yeah, it was so helpful. And he helped. And it was just, like, amazing. And, yeah, I loved working with him. And then, you know, when it came time to make my second record, I asked him to produce it for me, and he did, and he did a great job. That's awesome. That's going to be uh, you. You got memories there for forever, like legendary memories. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny. Have you ever seen the uh, the new Runaways movie? With the... Yes. Yes. Okay, so you saw the, the, the character, the Kim mm-hmm. Valley character in the movie? I think they mm-hmm. underplayed his personality. <laughs> yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. That's how wild he is. He's so funny. Like he would. Um, am I allowed to cuss on your show? Am I allowed to? Cuss? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, cool. So one of the things that he would like say like every day, it was like one of his favorite Kim Fowley isms. He'd go finger fuck a tiny dog. That was you always go finger fuck a tiny dog. So. We were at Cherie Curry's house, the lead singer of The Runaways, mm-hmm. and this was uh, right before they made The Runaways movie, and um, uh, Joan Jett's manager, oh my gosh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he was there, and he brought me, he thought that I should play Joan Jett in that movie. He really I'm did. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, because he said, like, I kind of look like her, and um, that he said, of all the people in the world that he's ever worked with that I was the most like her just like you know just like who I am as a person like just my demeanor my personality or whatever so which is cool so I was like yeah I'll take it so anyway so he bought me a wig and brown sunglasses and I came over to Cherie Curry's house dressed up as Joan Jett in character for like two hours walking around and it's funny because I had met her before that, and she did not recognize me in costume. And, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, Kim, you know, he always used to say, finger fuck a tiny dog. And she had this little tiny dog, and the dog comes out, and I'm like, hey, Kim, finger fuck a tiny dog. And he looks at me, and he looks at Cherie Curry, and he goes, Wendy, 
that's disgusting. What are you talking about? Finger fuck a tiny dog. And I mean, I, he would say that every day, many times a day. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It seemed like that, yeah. that you, you gotta put that as a Facebook status and then don't say nothing and just let people like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> oh, finger fucking tiny dog. Well, everybody who ever worked with Kim Fowley would know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> the first time I ever met Cherie, because I met Cherie Curry and Lita Ford uh, through Kim, and uh, Kim Fowley was going, there was a party at the Houdini Mansion, this big mansion. Okay. In Laurel Canyon, it's pretty famous. It's like there's all kinds of like weird pathways and stuff, magic, whatever stuff. Anyway, so they're having a party there, and Kim Fowley hired me to drive him to the party, follow him around with an acoustic guitar, and he was like singing to everybody, and he had me play guitar for him. It's like making stuff up, walking around. And, uh, yeah, and this woman came up to me. I didn't, like, recognize her, um, but she was just, like, she was blonde. And she said, oh, my God, Kim played me your stuff. I love it. It was incredible. So excited. And then she said, okay, I got to go. Bye. And she takes off. And Kim was like, that was Cherie Curry, the lead singer of The Runaways. I was like, oh, my gosh, what? And then I met uh, Lita Ford. (laughs) I met her a couple of times. A couple of times, but one of them was at Kim Fowley's house. This was like okay. kind of towards the end, and he, uh, uh, you know, when he was like really sick, and he was like he had like a hospital bed, <laughs> like IV, and I was there, and Lita Ford was there, and he he held her hand, and he held my hand, and he looked at both of us, and he cried. Oh man. Mhm. Wow. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, Kim was rad. I love him. He was so cool, and I learned so much from working with him. I really, really did. So, yeah, he's awesome. That's wild. So you, got, <laughs> so you have all this stuff now. you got to, like, write a book someday. You know, I think I will because it's actually in my stuff to do because, you know, when, when Kim was doing his autobiography, he started doing it into three sections. So, like, you know, so I'm already starting to get – you know, some for my first section of three. <laughs> <laughs> Working the first section is in progress. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. I've had enough experiences to talk to make a book about. Like the time I got, I had a final tap moment and got lost under the stage when I opened for Slash at the Depot in Salt Lake City. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they were like, oh, Wendy, you're going to get to talk to Slash today. I'm like, yay. It's like talking to Slash is like you go through like 12 people. They're all on like earpieces to like let you into the next room. Did you get into the next room? Yes. Okay. And it's like then you're like that much closer to Slash. They really, you know, it's it's not that easy to talk to Slash. Like, you have to go through a lot of people. So it was my chance to talk to him on the tour. And it was like right before I went on stage. So they literally like, okay, Wendy, you're on in like, you know, 10 minutes. Okay. So now I, thanks, Slash. It's nice talking to you. And I walk and I walk out. Now his backstage area was underneath the venue. Like my backstage area was like upstairs, kind of like in the regular venue, but his was completely, yeah, in the basement. And in the basement of the depot at Salt Lake City is basically connected to the basement 
of a huge mall with a huge, oh. like, tunnel that goes into the mall for deliveries. So it's like, okay. so I walked out into, like, this tunnel area, and, like, I couldn't find the stage, and there was no cell phone reception. <laughs> there's nobody there except there's this, like, dark tunnel, and I need to be on stage in five minutes, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And a security guard saw me kind of wandering around <laughs> with my <laughs> guitar <laughs> down there, and he's like, hey, are you looking for the stage? I was like, oh, <laughs> like I'll like shake it up. Like, oh, my God, how am I going to find the stage? Total spinal tap moment. And he says, oh, okay, sweetie, here, it's right this way. And he walks me into this, like, crankshaft, like, industrial elevator thing. <laughs> and then and they crank this thing, and this, this giant elevator rises, and then they, and then, like, they bring me up to the level, and then, they open the curtains, and all of a sudden, there's 2,000 people screaming for me. <laughs> Woo! It's That's like, wild. oh, my God. Now, <laughs> it would have been even funnier, like, if you ended up out in the mall, like, in the middle of a mall. Yeah. <laughs> standing know, there with your right? guitar. It's like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, I, I really – the Depot is such a great place. It's a really, really, really cool venue, and it was a sold-out show as well, so – that was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, the album, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fabulous. Like, uh, yes. one question I got to ask uh, as I'm looking through this list of songs here. Why do you want to be in Portland? <laughs> I actually um, was asked to write that song by the Portlandia people. That's so they could enough answer for me. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a, a song that I wrote on assignment. But what's funny is when we're on tour, then we put the name of the city, whatever the city is, that we're gotcha. playing that night. And it's amazing. Every night people think, that, oh, my God, I can't believe you wrote a song about, you know, whatever our city is. I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. I love it here. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm originally from Los Angeles, um, but, uh, you know, I tour so much. It's like if I'm not on tour, I'm probably sleeping and or getting ready for the next tour. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you play so much. Like, where do you actually call home? Like, do you actually call anywhere home? Well, um, the band is based out of Portland, Oregon, but I yeah, I travel a lot. I travel more than I don't, to be honest. So it's just like, you know, that's just kind of part of it. <laughs> yeah. But, like you want to be, you want to be an artist. You should probably travel. It's a good idea. Absolutely, very very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, so I'm gonna you let so you. Much. I'm gonna let you Yay. pick. Let's let's do three songs off of this album, and I want you to pick the three. Off of, off of my new record. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um. Uh. Turn up the noise. Okay. Uh, beg for me. Okay. And one horse town. Got it. There you go. Yay! Very cool. That's what we're oh going to do. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Everybody check out www.thefabulousmisswendy.com. Uh, my new record, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Fabulous, is available on cdbaby.com. Or you can order it from me direct off of my website, and I will sign it for you. See, now that's the best way to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Cool. Thank Wendy, you so much for having me on. 
No problem. This has been awesome. Thank you. And uh, oh, thank now you. the next goal is uh, for you to sing the song, I Want to Be in Philly, when you're actually in Philly. Yeah, absolutely. And we always have to shorten uh, if if a, a city has like a long city name, we have to shorten it to two syllables. Or we we could say the state sometimes or like uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. I was like, how am I going to? Oh, NOLA. I want to be in NOLA. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what's the uh, name of your show? I can do like a bumper for you. Hey, this is yeah, yeah, this please. Uh, it's, it's Totally Driven Radio. Totally Driven Radio. Okay. Hey, this is the fabulous Miss Wendy, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Awesome. Wendy, you're awesome. the best. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much. And um, I'll send you, if you send me your uh, email, then I'll send you those uh, songs right away. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah thank you. Good. Yeah, even just on the messenger, because I think, I know I can send, like, I, I guess I could send the song on messenger, but I don't think you can download it on it. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you my email, and then you can send them over, and yeah. And then I'll, I'll got to figure oh, out what I'm going to be playing this, so I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, please do, and I'll let people know to tune in. Cool. Very cool. Thank you again. Excellent. Oh, thank you again. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great day. You too. Take care. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Welcome back to the Radio Rocks. Bear Agnew here, and there she goes, and there she is, the fabulous Miss Wendy with a few new tunes off her latest album, which you have to get. I mean, and not just that album, get all of her albums because she is. She is a rock and roll icon in the making. Write down the name. You're, you're, you're not going to want to forget it. It truly will be the smartest thing for you to do. Remember it, the fabulous Miss Wendy. And the latest album is called Life, Liberty, and Fabulous. So we played, as requested by Wendy, Beg for Me, One Horse Town, and Turn Up the Noise. So there you go. We turned it up. We gave it to you. And I got to thank her. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being totally driven. Now just come to Philly. Let's do this. Let's rock Philly. Let's show Philly how to rock. Because I think at times they really need to be schooled again. There you go. All right. Uh, that's the show. There you go. Three hours. Goes by quick. Boom. Bing, bang, bang. Let's do this. All right, everybody, make sure we'll be back live in the studio this week. Thursday night we'll be returning live. Uh, our guests are, uh, I, uh, I remember one of our guests. We have uh, former ECW star Joel Gertner will be on. And then uh, next week, another Tittles and Radio Rocks. And then the following week will be our last two shows of the year and our best of 2016 countdown for Tittles and Radio Rocks in the top 25 tunes of the year. So uh, make sure you check out the website, TittlesGermanEntertainment.com, TittlesGermanRadio.com, look for us all over social media. Totally Driven Radio, Totally Driven Entertainment. Look for me, Bay Ragney. Uh, follow me, like me, love me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember, very importantly, most of all, stay driven. Until next time, people, see ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.